You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Brand new week. (laughs) He hasn't missed a beat. (laughs) Brand new week, and we have a longtime friend that is back to join us. He's successfully moved across one of the largest land masses in the world. That would be GP. He's moved from California. He has left. He's left Los Angeles, and he's moved to Florida. GP, how are you? It's good to see you. Amazing. I'm happy to be here, actually. (laughs) And and by here, I mean Florida. You mean Florida. How is everything down there being closed? What? What's closed? What's what's closed? Well, we're here. How are the hospitals doing since they're overrun and, and they're 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 on the, the, the verge of breaking and there's death everywhere and, and people are falling over in the streets. And how, how's that working? Where? I don't know. I'm in one of the largest cities and near one. Well, third, third, I think we're the third, fourth, fourth largest city. Uh-huh. And uh, I was in the hospital. I had a I had a bout of dizziness, uh, vertigo. And, uh, uh, you know what it was, yeah, I, I know exactly empty. what, I know what it was. It's I know what it was. I mean, uh, you, you didn't need to go into the hospital, but what they probably did, they probably put you on a detox regimen. See, you, you don't have all of the THC in the air in Florida, mm. like you do in California. <laughs> so you were actually having a bout of withdrawal is what it was. Your body was actually removing the toxins of California. Well, well, actually, and you're actually breathing fresh air for the first time. So it's very close because, uh, you know, normally I get out there and I clean up trash or whatever it may be. And I didn't have any trash right. to clean up. So <laughs> I was having a lot of problems. It? It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's crazy. It is it is insane to be able to, for, for me, you know, I haven't driven in California and been all over. I mean, there is really isn't any part of California I hadn't been driving, uh, especially with my clientele. And to come to a place where, you know, in California, there isn't a section or an area that isn't covered in trash. I don't care if it's inner city, outer city, counties, whatever. There's trash along the highways. It's just filthy. Roads are pretty beat up. I mean, it's it's bad. But then you go to somewhere where I, I've literally driven miles and miles and miles and was fervently looking for trash. <laughs> it's 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 a different experience. And they have really nice People roads People are kind. There. Kind. And not a kind like the California. California kindness is is volatile. California kindness is like two snakes saying hi to each other. You know, it's uh, it's different. But here, when they say hi, it's hello. And there's a respect. I don't know. Southern hospitality. I don't have a, a f- I can't put my finger on exactly how it seems to how different it is. That um, gosh, I, I don't. Uh, the je ne sais quoi. Uh, yeah, it's different here. It's more peaceful. It's kinder. It's kinder. Kinder is a better word. And yeah, I would I would say being raised in the South, it's usually generally speaking, it's a a genuine care for your fellow human beings. It's and that's where your hello greetings, your your interaction, the hospitality, it comes from a genuineness of we want to see that person doing well or, you know, Mm -hmm. healthy, so on and so forth. 
And it's across the spectrums. I don't care male, female, racial differences, gender differences. Everybody just says hello and hi. How are you doing? Nice. There's, there's that tension is gone. It's, it's, uh, it's hard to explain. I don't know. <laughs> but literally in California, it's like two snakes coming up and saying hello. You just don't know which one's going to bite first, which one's going to offend first before or who's going to be offended before we go on go further ahead. with with that. Well, yeah, um, you could clip me out there. You could no, I, I, no, I don't want to clip you out. out. You haven't been on in a while. Please, and, my uh, God. I, I'm glad you got yourself uh, down there. I'm glad you're getting settled in. I'm glad I'm glad that you uh, got your gear out of storage <laughs> from the move. Uh, and I'm uh, mm-hmm. glad you're back on. It's good to hear from you. I'm sure the listeners will be all the new listeners we picked up. They're probably thinking, who in the hell is this guy? This is the guy that we mentioned in the uh, the intro that's never here (laughs) next to Marty. (laughs) (laughs) Marty's dealing with something right now. He will be back soon. Rest assured. But uh, I told him to. I need to to get on air with Marty. Yeah, you do. You do. You get the you get these two together. You get Marty and you get GP in the same podcast. Bruce and I can take the night off. So they can talk about all kinds of stuff. The the two guys had never met before. And when they first met, they're going into like the genetic code of like Vikings and uh, and and like the northern Slavics and all the rest of it. And I'm like, uh, fellas, can we can we like get into an actual podcast? And like they both say, we really don't have time for that small talk that you guys are talking about. We're talking about more serious things. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> It's good to hear from you, Johnny. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, th- those two lakes, I just wanted to remind you before I before I move on here, uh, those two lakes that you have that are near you that you say are part of uh, the um, living area that you have around you, uh, mm-hmm. there's a couple of alligators that hang out back there. Mm-hmm. So when you take a walk, you shouldn't have to worry too much because alligators, they know the difference between humans and... and yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to yeah. worry about that. They just go one is tastier than the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there was a story. One you use less sauce on. That's pretty right, much. Right. There was a story that was out of, uh, where was it, Bruce? Was it like South Carolina or something? This this woman, she goes over to visit her friend. This was during like all the lockdowns and everything. She goes over to visit her friend and she's living in this apartment complex that has this uh, little pond out there, this like lake that is right next. It's on the coast. So it's like right next to this saltwater inlet. And she says, you need to be careful if you're going to go out back there. I guess if you're going out to like smoke or something. And she says, you need to be careful. There's an alligator that's been hanging out or there's a crocodile that's been hanging out back there. But and salt saltwater crocodiles, you don't want to mess with it. She says you need to be careful. There's a crocodile that's been hanging out back there by that lake. It's already gotten a couple of deer. And she says, no, it's okay. They'll be, I'll be fine. Uh, they know the difference between animals and humans. It's it's no big deal. I'll be I'll be just fine. She didn't come back. She literally got eaten. But and I don't mean to laugh at it. That's terrible. That's a terrible way to go. Uh, but that's what happened to her. She was out walking around. Was back she there watching the news? Well, because the news, I think, had an article on that, right? That's actually where we got it. <laughs> They're always correct. No, no, I'm That's saying that she it. was. It was a local. She got her information. She oh, got her yeah, information. Yeah, on the yeah, news yeah, yeah. That well, that crocodiles and alligators can distinct. Yeah, probably that or Facebook. Yeah, that or Facebook. I'm not sure. And I bet it got no fact check on it. I'm sure. Uh, well, yeah, did no fact check or Snopes fact checked it. I think that could have been it. Uh, Bruce, how are you? Well, healthy and alive. Yeah. Still healthy and alive. He's still, still healthy and alive. Man, I've After been gone a long time, time yeah. and you're still For all this time healthy and alive. Yeah. Good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good place to stay, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a good place to stay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Joe Biden got his booster today. So he's, I guess he's healthy. Booster and alive. seat? 
Yeah, he got his booster booster seat. Yeah, sure. I, you got to clarify. As a comedy show. The, when I'm speaking, Why when I comedy speak, show when, when you we... come on, we we can't be serious. I I advertise that it's like no nonsense, and every time you come on, it's like okay, I know we're gonna laugh. Well, it it, it is a fair point. It is a fair. I, point. You need to clarify with me when you're speaking to a man who may or not be able to complete a sentence. That's true. true. That is true. Uh, I do have video of that. We will get to that in a second. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Florida. Actually, your new governor, GP, he's new to you. And you've mm-hmm. always said, you've always said that you wish that we had politicians that would fight for us, right? And I know you've mm-hmm. always said that because you just said it 10 minutes yes. before we started. So <laughs> I know you've always said it. Yes. Florida is now going to mm-hmm. investigate Facebook over election laws. So as of today, mm. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida has awesome. directed yeah, has directed the Secretary of State to investigate Facebook for alleged violations of election laws. So there's collusion. Well, we knew that Zuckerberg and well, him and his company or whatever it is that they were doing, they gave what was it like a half a billion dollars? Was it 500 million to change all of the oh, election rules and regulations in all these different yeah. states before the uh, before the actual vote took place. So they're the ones that actually went through in places like Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Arizona, in places where they, they had all of these things changed overnight. And they set up all the drop boxes. That was all Zuckerberg. So I can see why they're going to investigate that. On top of that, today, you've got Google who have come out and said, well, they've changed their YouTube policy just a little bit, just a little bit. See, they had the uh, the German elections here yesterday, and it mm-hmm. showed that or actually it was. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. And it showed exactly what the uh, the final result accidentally came out uh, a few days ago. Just for a split second, it was up on one of their mainstream media networks, which was like CBS, equivalent of like mm. CBS. And it showed the final results. And they're like, oh, no, that was a mistake. We weren't supposed to do that. And then that's exactly how the election turned out. Now, as of today, Google have decided that, well, yeah, we're going to have to change our policy. Now, mind you, mind you, uh, the ruling party, the party that's been in place for like 15 years here, Merkel's party, that they got voted out. They'll, they'll be part of a new coalition, but they won't be the ruling party anymore. As a matter of fact, the new uh, ruling party candidate, at, well, ruling party leader who will now become the new chancellor of Germany. He had his photo up there and his video showing him smiling, dropping his ballot in the box. Yeah, they they examined his ballot. It was invalid. So there's no way that they could have rigged an election here. No, no, there's no way they could have done that. And Google, Google came out this morning and changed their policy on uh, YouTube, right? Because Google owns YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if you're a YouTube content creator, you now have to follow these guidelines. And they're not just talking about the uh, the general election in the U.S. They're now talking about the German election as well. What could that mean? Gee, I wonder. The Arizona uh, report came out on, was it on Saturday that came out? Or was it on Friday at 1, Friday at 1 p.m. Uh, came out. So it was just yes. as we were going Friday. on. Friday at mm-hmm. 1 p.m. it came out. Uh, we weren't able to uh, to really give that proper coverage, uh, unfortunately, but it's out there now. And Biden won the state by 10,700 and something votes. And there were 50 something thousand uh, ballots that were duplicates. Or, yeah, OK, 44,000. There you go. That were duplicates. Uh, you do the math. It's not just duplicates. It's also no, it's not just duplicates. It's also there's a lot of little fraudulent things like people voted 2000 something voted that mm-hmm. once that didn't live there. Mm hmm. Um, there's a whole breakdown of all those 44,000 votes. Yeah. But the point being on this one, if you didn't count them and you you did all the little math, he did win. 
The problem is, is most almost all the fraud was on the Biden side. Right. Now, he did win by votes, period. Let's just 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 grant it that. Let's just give it that. Let's just grant the he got it by votes. Not by much, but he did. Let's just grant it that he got the votes. He did win. But do we uh, go after him because he won like they did with Trump? Oh, Russia collusion, Russia collusion. No one disagreed that he won by the numbers, but they attacked him for, you know, for an ethical reason, for, for a moral reason almost, for that point of he was there collusion. And the same thing goes here. The same thing applies here. Sure, he did win by those numbers. And you can end the story there. Or you can continue on and go, why, why is it that... 39,000 of the 44,000 of these votes were for Biden. Shouldn't that's where we'd be going? But that's not the situation. The situation is everyone's tired of this whole thing. Nobody really wants to go after this. People are exhausted. We're COVID bent. We're COVID spent. We're done. We're just tired of everything. Let's just, we want everything to go back to normal. And the more fires that we put out there, the less people want, they, they don't want any more fires. And that's just another fire. I'm I'm kind of confused. Didn't Biden, Biden only win by like 15,000 votes in Arizona? 15,000 votes in Arizona. Yes. I thought it was 10. Or something of that nature. Uh, either right. way, 10 to 15,000. But then there's how many fraudulent votes? No, no, no. The fraudulent votes are actually outside of the when they take the whole thing, the, the whole thing together, he still won. He still won by his number. So wait, if you take out the fraudulent votes, he still won by 15,000. Yes. Or but whatever the number is. Whatever the number of, is. He still well, won. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying 15,000. But what I'm getting at is, but the majority of the fraudulent votes were on. They the already Biden separated side. those. They already separated those. He still okay. won. Separating those 44,000, they take what's left. He still mm -hmm. won. But there's multiple. That would... That's the problem with all the stories is they're mixing the different avenues of what happened with this. But but Instead the fifteen thousand was that was the original count in like from November. That was the original count. He won by fifteen thousand. Oh, I see what you're saying. Now we're we're finding that there's the forty four thousand fraudulent votes. Mm. The math doesn't add up that he still won. That's my point. No, is that's it, the problem. It, it, is it, now now you've got now you've got the uh, Arizona State Senate that are now leaning on the Secretary of State to push for uh, the. Uh, legislators to now go through and decertify the electors. That's what they're pushing for now. It doesn't matter at this point. You can decertify all you want. It's I agree. too late. I agree. You, you should have done that nine months ago. I agree. That's why I get I get frustrated. And I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I get frustrated when I hear people out there in the mainstream saying, oh, yeah, all this needs to be decertified, this and that. Show me where it says we can actually do that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. What I'm saying is, is show me where it says we can actually do that. You can. OK, so. If you want to go and decertify and do all that fun stuff and go through that whole process, fine. But it's not going to do anything like you can't do that and then say, well, see, he didn't win. So we have to remove the president. There, There is nothing constitutionally that allows us to do that. It, basically, if you cheat and win and you're instated and they don't get it solved within that window between the time that he's instated and the time the vote happens, then you're stuck with it unless uh, the the. Uh, they, they impeach him and have him removed. And in which case you don't get your voted official in anyway, because it's then the Speaker of the House that puts in who's, whoever goes in office. What it should be, if this were the classic way of things working, it would be uh, Biden would be the president and Trump would be the vice president. If this were the tra traditional yes. way of things. Yeah. So that which is the way it should when, be. That's the way mm -hmm. it should be. So that when Biden is removed, then it would be Trump that would be in office in this case. 
but because there's no longer that tension, if you will, in the White House, you don't have the president and then the vice president kind of being like, it brings some peace, you know, from from the butting heads of the the two sides, knowing that you have your guy in office as well. So if there's any kind of funny business going on, your guy is going to say, hey, there's funny business going on, right? Even even the slightest image of it, if if they think they can win some power, they'll they'll do something like that. So, uh, but the way it is now, that you can completely you're going sweep on the premise the that both political parties aren't working together uh, for their own benefit. Yes, but the the catch is we would see more coming out of it if we would have kept that system in place to begin with. Mm-hmm. And not to done what we're doing now, where, as you say, they're both the, the sides are the same. I agree. I don't disagree now. But if they would have not changed many of the systems that we had in place originally, it would have been less likely that that would happen now. That all started with we first originally there was not supposed to be any parties to begin with. Agree. Parties yep. create conflicts. And you cannot get personal responsibility with parties because all the politician now has to say, the Democrats did it. The Republicans stopped me. The Democrats. And that's all you hear. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, Nancy Pelosi is the one that stopped this bill. Governor Newsom is the one that stopped this bill. DeSantis is the one that stopped this bill. You're not going to get that anymore. Now it's the Republicans did it. The Democrats did it. And that's the blame game. And that's how I've that's. Politics is no longer out there for us. It's for them. It's for the elites. Yeah. Period. It yeah. is. It's not meant for. It's not meant for the common man. And they're moving towards a direction. And both sides are 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 moving quickly to a new political system that we're all going to have because mm-hmm. they've upset both sides so much. And we're all thinking, oh, we're just fighting against the Democrats. We're fighting against the Republicans. It's not no, the case. No, we're no. fighting against the government because the government wants neither of them in place. They want a new one in place, one that's much stronger, has more control over the population, has more control over every single person's daily activities mm-hmm. is monitored yeah. and controlled. Yeah. It, well, and, and that's going to be the new uh, Dokkan. And we're all going to vote for it. We're all going to vote for it. I'm not going to All vote of us. That. I'm not voting for that. You're no, you're, you're probably, you. yeah, you're not going to vote for it. And there's probably 12% of the population out there that will not vote for it. With well, the that's other 12% okay. That's, that, that's vote, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Whatever. That, that's okay. Because. Like our because, vote matters anyway. Right. But let's, let's just look at, back to my original point here, because you're actually, through all this conversation, all this dialogue we're having, which is good, through all of this. If you're a content creator, which we are, though, although we're not on YouTube for this reason right here, mm-hmm. YouTube has changed their policies on content creation or on content creators when they talk about elections now. Mm-hmm. So listen to this. This is from YouTube's new terms of service on election, uh, whatever election related content is what they're calling it. If you're posting content, okay. So if you're a YouTube content creator, you're posting content. Don't post election related content on YouTube if it fits any of the descriptions noted below. Okay, so you're not allowed to post any election related content if it falls within these guidelines that I'm about to say. All right. Number one, voter suppression. That's a buzz term they like to throw around now, voter suppression. That would be content aiming to mislead voters about the time, place, means, or eligibility requirements for voting or false claims that could materially discourage voting. Okay. Uh-huh. Both sides uh-huh. fall on that. 
for, for American 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 political system. Yes. Oh, they do it here too. They, they do it in Europe too. They they use the same argument. The same people that are out there now saying uh, everybody needs to have a vaccine passport are the same people saying that you don't need an ID to vote. These are the same ones. They're all doing that. Okay. So number two, candidate eligibility. See, now, if you believe that a candidate shouldn't be there, uh, if you believe that a candidate is not qualified, well, then you, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Content that advances false claims related to the technical eligibility requirements for current political candidates and sitting elected government officials to serve in office. So basically, if I say, OK, that guy that's sitting in there advising on uh, policy for public health, uh, that person right there, that's not even an actual doctor. Well, my account would be taken down. I, I would now be thrown off of YouTube if I point out that someone who's not a doctor that's claiming to be a doctor isn't actually a doctor. That's where they are. Is, is it a, but that's for this is towards elections. So what we're referring to is like somebody that's you have to be 35 to be president. But yes. the person is actually 33. And you mentioned, hey, the guy's only 33. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, see, a that's problem. that's a problem. Yeah. And, and on top of that, if that you out. say, yeah, you can't point that out. On top of that, if you say. That, uh, well, no, she's not an elected official. I was going to say uh, Dr. Jill Budden. She's not actually a doctor of anything, I don't think. It's the same thing if if you call out uh, a doctor over here uh, in, say, like a political office or something, nine times out of ten, they're not actually a doctor. They get awarded those titles as long as they carry the agenda. But anyway, I'm getting that's ahead of myself. Kind of, but if you look at how doctorates have always worked in the past, and that's that's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Whether they get awarded it or, or they because life experience can give you the same knowledge or so let me get knowledge. this straight. Obama was given an honorary doctorate. Yeah, Obama was given an honorary PhD. So I have to call him Dr. Obama, even though he's yes. not an actual doctor. No, no, you don't. No, no. You call him President Obama. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, Chief. You see, it's going to take him a while to get that California out of him, right? He's going to get that East Coast Southern <laughs> hospitality embedded in him first. It's going to take him a while to get that uh, that 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 liberal no, California part out. No, this is called proper manners. It is by we are to call the president, whether sitting or not sitting, president. Yeah, that's forever. True. Not going to argue. Not going to argue. Okay, uh, continuing on, eligibility requirements considered are based on applicable national law and include, as you said, age, citizenship, mm -hmm. or vital status. Okay. Number three. It, it's In, real quick. Uh -huh. uh, vital status. That's another uh -huh. important one because we can't say Biden is not all there mentally. Uh, yes. You're banned. Yep. Yep. You're right. So if he was riding a horse backwards, snorting ketchup. <laughs> yes. Only you, you would could come not up with mention that, like that he's. Yeah. You, you can't point out that he's not all there. Right. Right. Can I say anything about the horse? Is the horse an elected yeah. official? No. Then, no, yeah, but can I can it. question the, the the integrity of the horse, right? Right. We'll talk about horses here in True. a minute with uh, with whips. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Since okay. You're in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> number three. Let's get to the border. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the border here in a minute. Uh, number three, incitement to interfere with the democratic processes. Uh, see, you can't interfere with you, you, the, the peon citizen, nobody, you can't interfere with the democratic processes, but the big tech companies I, can. OK, you read that wrong. Uh, how so? OK, you, you you did not read it properly. It says not to interfere with a Democrat's process. <laughs> right. That's yeah. The Democrat <laughs> process. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. I'll yield to that. I the, to OK, that. I, I, the only reason I say that is because they seem to be the one that's double sided yeah. on 
on elections and yeah. votes and yeah. all that stuff. And that's the only reason. Both yeah. sides are equally corrupt to me. Yeah. No, no argument. Yeah. No argument on any of that. And after this red flag vote, we need to be sending 135 members of the House home. Just saying. So you cannot uh, incite interference in the democratic processes. Okay, so that would be content that you post that would be encouraging others to interfere with democratic processes, or as GP says, Democrat processes. This includes obstructing or interrupting voting procedures, just like what Facebook did, just like what Zuckerberg did. He interrupted voting procedures. Antifa as well. Yeah, absolutely. Google changing their algorithms around. That's interfering with the voting procedures. That's what mm-hmm. they did. They interrupted the democratic process. So it's okay. it's so it's so rich that they're sitting here telling people you can't interfere, but we can. That's literally what they're saying to you. It's called predictive because they know the next election, they don't want all the same trick because they came up with, they're very inventive and came up with the same tricks and whatever they may have used in order to get to where they are. They are. Mm-hmm. And now the next party is going to do the same thing back. Yeah. And that's all they do. It's, that's all I'm seeing. Mm. Called, the, the Dems are doing one thing. The Republicans are doing another. I don't see the Republicans. The no, I, I don't see the, the The only way that the Republicans would ever get elected at this point is... Uh, just out of like, if it's so much of a massive landslide that they just cannot steal it any other way. And then if the Republican, and I'm just saying that's a big if, that's a big if at this point. But if that were to happen, do you know what the Republicans would actually do if they were to have, let me see, the executive, the legislative and the judiciary? Exactly. Nothing. 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 They would do nothing. They would do nothing. And to your point about, um, the, the alternate party will do the same tactics and same. No, Republicans, no, they're too spineless to do anything like that. They won't do anything like that. They're, they're, they're not going to use the same tactics of the left on the right. Uh, or Because they're all working them. to the same goal. I yeah. see them all working to this, this new political party, whatever it may be, abracadabra, whatever. We're the new party. We're That's rocketing to Marxism is what we're doing. We're rocketing. We are. To we're, we are rocketing to Marxism. Marxism is the way because you can control populations a lot easier. Yeah. And in some ways, it is ben- it's more beneficial to a lot of people that are better at being told what to do, where to go, and how to how to function as a human being. And that's why we're in this They work better that way. Place. You know what? I was listening to a guy by the name of uh, Jeff Nyquist. Anybody can go and look mm-hmm. him up. He is a political psychologist. I'm sorry. He's a he's a political scientist. And mm-hmm. he has personally debriefed defectors from the old Soviet Union. Uh, mm-hmm. He taught at, uh, I want to say, and I could get this wrong. I do apologize. He's taught at Harvard, Columbia, and Stanford universities, I believe. I believe Columbia is, uh, was one of his, like, I, I believe that's where he was tenured. I could be wrong on that. But his point, and I heard him giving a talk on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. He said, to the point of people were calling in talking about, oh, well, you know, Americans have X amount of guns and we're heavily armed and it's never going to happen here, blah, blah, blah. The usual talking points. And he says, Listen, you're not understanding. You could have a billion guns in the hands of the American people. It's not going to matter because people's mindsets aren't actually changing. The culture war isn't being won. We don't have citizens. We have consumers. That is the problem. No one, as you're as you're talking about, GP, everyone's just looking around waiting for someone else to come mm-hmm. along to be told what to do. We don't have citizens. We have consumers. People just want to be led to the next thing. We're chasing dopamine in the West mm-hmm. rather than doing our civic duty and going out and mm-hmm. fixing this problem. Here, here. <laughs> yeah. 
that that's exactly kind of been my point on this as well is that the american people don't really have the fight in them anymore i mean as an example we were talking about australia being a bellwether australians are a little bit more they have a little bit more gutso to them they're 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 they'll 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 do something about you know being wronged or whatnot here in the u.s um we had some of the most extreme lockdowns in the world where's the protest where's the Where's the people opening their businesses anyway? Where where's the resistance? Where's the, the recalling of governments? Well, here's Florida. the yeah, but right here. But the thing yeah, is, but it, all, the states... it all needs to be yeah, it all needs to be open. All of it needs to be open. Yeah. There, there there shouldn't be any of this. Like you stick, you got parts of Europe that are still locked down. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. And I think you got other it's a social. Ex- I think it's an experiment across governments, though. I think it's seriously. I think this but is see, all experiments across governments because look, if you if you're not familiar with the virus and how it's going to mutate and how it's going to interact and how it's going to spread and all its details, you want an island country to be as locked down as possible to say, okay, if we do complete lockdowns, will we get rid of this? I'm looking at this from a science standpoint, not a political standpoint, not a controlling people standpoint. Real just science. Just a pure, real just science. a science, you know, real science standpoint. If I was in charge of the world, I would look to a country and lock them down, That I, an island country, and lock them down like, like no one else. Because I'd want to make see if it can still spread. And what that lockdown, will I be able to get rid of it in two weeks, make the curve. We all know that's baloney, but because it's, it's 45 days, what we're seeing to see if, if that, if that can occur, if we can eliminate it just by doing lockdowns. So if, if it works in this community in this, in this Island nation, then we can also start applying that across the, the world to eliminate this, this, this problem, because I think they've discovered that it's mutating to a point they can't, con- nobody can control it anymore. We've got Mew well, out there. We've yeah. Got, but I mean, Okay, we we Delta, can. We, we, okay, okay. I tell you, no, 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 no. You're you're going you're going in a direction I wanted to go anyway. I didn't really want to get into the COVID stuff this early, but uh, but we can. I want to play something here. Since you bring that up, I want to play something here of uh, Dr. Robert Malone. Now he is the founder of the mRNA vaccine technology. Okay, so this mm-hmm. this this guy that uh, that developed this, he hasn't won a Nobel Prize for it yet, but he should, uh, to be quite honest with you, because the technology is. I mean, it, he. He really set a new precedent by doing that. Now, how it's being used, I, I don't I don't approve of that. And I don't like it. I think that uh, basically this man, he's and he's not an anti-vaxxer, but his life's work is literally being it, it's being turned on its head. Uh, and I, I if I were him, I'd be uh, I'd be doing exactly what he's doing uh, and speaking out. But uh, this guy is talking about he's essentially of this opinion where and a lot of other people are of this opinion, too. And we, we've talked about this here before. By continuing this vaccination, this mass vaccination campaign, like you're like you're uh, talking about, GP, they're going to create a bigger problem here. Now, there's two people I'm going to play here. Okay, first is Dr. Robert Malone, the guy that invented uh, the mm-hmm. mRNA vaccine. Okay, the second guy I'm going to play is a guy named uh, Gert Vandenbosch. Okay. Uh, he's been one of the, the leading uh, European doctors at the head of all this uh, and warning about what's going to happen if they continue this. They're of the opinion that if you continue to vaccinate, then you're going to be vaccinating against that variant and everything else is going to be eluding it and you're going to create an even bigger problem. First of all, Dr. Robert Malone, listen to this. The issue now, it, it the truth is that it's the vaccinated that are creating the risk, not the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated are, as he says, serving as virus sinks for the most part, unless they're in those high risk groups. The probability of them having significant disease and death is minute. 
particularly mm-hmm. if one administers anti-inflammatory drugs early. And, and the real risk here in this whole equation is not being generated by the unvaccinated that then develop uh, broad-based natural immunity uh, to multiple antigens and epitopes that is typically long-lived. It's the vaccinated that have received these very focused uh, spike vaccines that all have basically a common epitope structure uh, and are are driving through selective pressure evolution Mm. to escape those key epitopes that are present on those uh, primarily on the receptor binding domain. Can you do a little bit of because he's using uh, some terminology there that I'm not quite familiar with. Could you do a little bit of layman translation for us, GP? Could you tell us exactly what he's talking about there as far as like epitope structures and all the rest of it is basically if we want to take it into his english is it wants to mutate because the more fact they like saying based naturally we will have more variables more or more angles at which we can defend against this virus but if you're if we giving people this the uh the vaccine is forcing it to and more easily be able to mutate where you're because uh, it only has to get around one, where naturally we have a lot more um, ways of uh, fighting the virus. And so basically what he's saying there is someone that's not vaccinated, that develops, it comes in contact, goes through it, yeah, develops natural immunity. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was, the, no, you explained it. You explained it. But, but I'm saying that what he's, you, you're kind of, you're affirming what he's saying there in, in the regards of the unvaccinated people that actually go through the process of actually getting it and developing antibodies is going to have the stronger immunity as opposed yes, to someone that's, that's vaccinated. Okay. About 11 times more. 11 times. Okay. I've heard all the way up to 11 20, times. 27. And- no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that, but I, okay. I, I, I will follow with, I go with the, the least and the most and we get a middle ground. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Next guy here is a uh, doctor, or excuse me. Next guy here is a uh, Gert Vandenbosch, a uh, doctor out of Belgium. Mm-hmm. So in other words, what I'm expecting in Israel to see is that this movement of waves will come down, will calm down. You will end up with this high plateau, a little bit of movement still around it. And then what I expect is a huge wave. In other countries where there is much less vaccination, for example, where there is still a substantial amount of non-vaccinated people, again, the average level of infectious pressure is still way, way above what we had like a year ago, and you will still see some movement because there is still unvaccinated that can get a disease once they get infected, for example, asymptomatically. I call them the vacuum cleaners. They will eliminate a lot of virus from the population. Those who get uh, get the symptoms, they will mount long-lived immunity and also contribute to reduction of the infectious pressure so there, the wave will stop again. You will have a diminished infection pressure, but then there is still other unvaccinated that can get the disease, etc. It will go up again. And the more you vaccinate people, the more you're going to see that the waves become smaller and smaller. But the average level of the infectious pressure will still be high. It will become as high. For example, countries like Germany, like my country, for example, etc., cetera, uh, it will b- become as high as in as in the, the countries that have now already high vaccine coverage rates like U.S., like U.K. And then we are just waiting for the huge wave. The huge wave. Do you know what he's alluding to there? Is this the giant rebound effect or something? Yeah, something of that nature. 
Maybe I don't. I, I'd, I'd have to really listen to the whole his whole speech um, or see his uh, what his agenda is. Um, the wave could be mutations. It could be variants. It could be. I mean, there's just a whole lot of things that can he can be mean by the wave uh, or the wave of mass immunity. I don't know. I couldn't really get what he was referring to when he said the wave. I don't have a context. Uh, I think he was because we're hearing uh, I can only assume because he was talking about vaccines and infection rates. I can only assume he's talking about infection waves, you know, like first wave, second wave, third wave, fourth wave, blah, blah, blah. Yes, he could be. Mm-hmm. That that would be that would be my guess. Uh, there was but an entire to conference. Say, think of the, the last conference. wave, but he keeps saying to, he kept saying think last wave. So I'm like, uh-huh. uh, I mean, okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Last wave is okay. either end of civilization or we're done. <laughs> right. Well, I guess I guess the point <laughs> the that omega. I, yeah, I, you know, exactly. The omega variant. We're that's done. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah, that's where I wanted to go. Is is exactly that? Is these guys seem to be pushing in that direction but they're not actually saying that that's where they're going but i mean if you continue this just like dr malone was saying if you continue this then you're going to see major health problems and you're going to see mutations and and i fully believe that that's probably what all this moo and whatever in the hell else is out there that's actually the vaccination campaign against something you, you don't need to vaccinate against is actually driving that mutation, or, or am I seeing this incorrectly, do you think? I don't, I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying that, that both are actually contributing to eliminating this, and that's why I'm, I'm really believing that when he's referring to the wave, he's referring to the end, because he's, he's talking about the contributions that the vaccinated are doing in order to eliminate this whole, you know, the, uh, the wave of viruses running through our world. Or... And also how the unvaccinated are assisting in this situation. But he did say because that their, those that develop symptoms are are literally going to cause that. I mean, that's the whole point of herd immunity, right? Or, or mm-hmm. am I misunderstanding? Because you go out, those of us that are healthy, we go out, we catch something. And then as we catch something, it then mutates off, you know, three, four hundred times and then burns itself out. Right. That's what viruses do when it works through its population. Right. Sometimes. Not always. We still uh, have yeah, the flu. Not- yeah, we, that's true. We saw. Well, no, we don't. No, we don't. We only had one thousand eight hundred and twenty-two cases in the U.S. last year. Excuse me. You heard me. We only had one thousand eight hundred and twenty-two cases, according to the CDC, of the flu in the United States last year. Hold on. I where's my helmet? My <laughs> where's my helmet? I know, it's around here. I know it's around here somewhere. <laughs> to give you an idea, the year prior, the year prior, two thousand nineteen to two thousand and twenty, we recorded. The CDC recorded thirty-eight million cases of influenza in the United States. And last year, between 2020 and 2021, currently, we are at 1,822. Okay. So, well, uh, we don't have the flu because- anymore. So that argument shot down. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's good to know. I'm you see, GP, so happy. Dr. Fauci explained all of that. He was on CNN. He well, that actually that. brings up another point. If I, if I want to go into a tinfoil hat scenario here, let's go into this. They didn't really test for the flu before. No, they, they didn't. used to just say you had the flu. So now last year, they actually started testing for the flu. So if maybe we've only had thousands every year and it's something else Caveat. for the last 50 years. Caveat. Mm-hmm. Flu. You, you were specifying flu. Mm-hmm. And to, to be clear, the 38 million was influenza, mm-hmm. which flu. encompasses more than just flu. I mean, yeah, okay. pneumonia, you know, it, anything that has... Yes, but anything that has flu-like symptoms or the other, you know, uh, side mm-hmm. of, side effects or other symptoms like influenza pneumonia. A, B, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So specifying like narrowing it down to just flu, 
going from influenza numbers, actually your your argument may be correct. And it may have been like of the influenza cases, legitimately, maybe we only had a thousand, two thousand actual mm-hmm. flu cases and the other things were something different than than that. Governmental hypocrisy in virus form. Yes. Government <laughs> hypocrisy and they, efficiency. I would argue. Causing they, you to become ill yeah. and angry and just a yeah. malaise starts to come over you and you get a fever. I would argue, and- I would argue that the government in the, in the handling of COVID, the, the government's period, I don't care which one, the government's period, whichever country mm-hmm. you're from, have been the bigger virus in the last 18 months. I, I'm just saying, against your civil liberties... They have been the bigger virus. You cannot argue that. I don't care who you are. Still better than a lot of places I've been. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Not gonna. Dis, not gonna dispute that. Um, okay, I. I got some other stuff here. Uh, so Democrats claim they fought to open schools. Give me a break. You talk about gaslighting. That's on a whole new level. Federal judge. They did. No. You did yes, not, they did. You, yes, they, they did. did but they, they said wanted... we want to open schools so we can vaccinate more children. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that, but. Yeah, that's what they're saying now. Federal judge has blocked the mandate for vaccinating teachers and students in New York City. So there is a group that has taken up the teachers on their behalf, and they will be putting forth arguments today. So vaccine mandates are on hold for the current time. Uh, Again, that that is not the vaccine that they're using that they say is approved. Remember, that is not approved. That is not the one that they approved. Keep that in mind. Over 3,000 doctors and scientists signed a declaration accusing policy of co- or, uh, accusing COVID policymakers of crimes against humanity. Uh, only 3,000. I think they're missing a few zeros uh, because you've got doctors in France, nurses in France burning their diplomas in the streets. They're burning their their lab coats. They're literally doing that. How many of those are paid actors? About as many as were standing in front of the Bundestag the other day protesting climate change. I, I'm, I, I, I'm just having a hard time believing a lot of these people as being rational, functioning human you know beings what? doing these. You know what? Bruce was talking earlier about uh, protests, right? The Americans don't mm-hmm. go out and protest and all that stuff. OK, fine. I, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with that. But you know what? The Europeans have been out doing their fair share of protesting. We've all seen those, at least those of us that are paying attention. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're not on the mainstream media anywhere. You're not going to see them anywhere. Facebook does their best and Twitter does their best to take them down. But there's a lot of protests that are happening in Europe. And that's all well and good. Same thing. in I mean, there's protests in Los Angeles. We were looking at it last week. There were protests in Los Angeles, if you can believe it. Protests in L.A. Mm-hmm. There were protests in New York. There were protests in Chicago. There are protests in, hell, there's protests in Florida. I don't even know why you're protesting in Florida. You're open. There's protests in Texas. Most of Texas Gators aren't getting enough old ladies to eat. That's yeah. So we're protesting. There's not enough sauce to go around for all the uh, all the people yes. for the Gators to use. Yeah. Yes, yes. But you know, no, it's, we I, got mandates. We got mandates that are being put. Federal mandates that are coming through. Are they? Are they actually trying to put them in? State rights. They're are over. They they're doing over. Yeah, they're over. Okay. State rights. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Australia. They're shutting down traffic in Australia and Melbourne. Right. They're shutting mm-hmm. down traffic down there. And you know, I, I normally don't like to see that because you're stopping working people from getting to work. But you know something? When I apply a different kind of logic to it, then it makes sense to me. Then I'm okay with it. And the reason I say that is because the people that are the ones that are out there on the roadways and not protesting, they're the ones that are causing the people to go out there and shut the traffic down. Their lives, the ones that are out there stopping the traffic, their lives are being put on hold because everyone else that's going along with it is putting them in that position. It's another tool of division. So 
I understand why they're shutting down. The Ohio State troopers are on guard today. I'm doing the air quotes on guard today because uh, you've got Ohio truckers that are being told the uh, the owner operators and the companies that they contract through are being told they have to be vaccinated. And the contractor drivers that contract for the federal government, the DOD that drive supplies across the country, they're being told they have to vaccinate. So they're going to shut down the highway system in Ohio. So the state troopers are now going to step it. They're going to throw the state troopers in Ohio overboard, too. Here's my argument to this. We see all these people out there protesting in Australia, in Europe, in the United States. Great. I, I'm not I'm not disputing that. That I think that's fantastic that you're actually standing out there and you're you're standing up for something. That's good. That needs to happen and it needs to intensify. But here's the problem. We're protesting and then we're going home at the end of the day. Does anybody else see a problem with this? The governments are not budging. They're not budging at all. The European governments, the no, they won't. Exactly. They will not. What happened in East Germany when that wall came down? What happened? You had 10,000 people show up and then 20,000 people showed up and they did not go home. They didn't leave. They stayed there. And then 30,000, 50,000, 100,000, 400,000, 800,000, a million, two million. And the government had to back down. The wall came down. Mm-hmm. My point is, is that you protest and you go home. They're not listening. The governments aren't listening because they know you're going to go home at the end of the day. They're in it 24-7. If you show up in front of a government building or, or a Capitol building in D.C., of course, they're going to put fences up everywhere. But if you show up in front of a government building and say, I don't know, Italy, uh, Berlin or in Paris, and you put three million people and don't think that they can't pull those kind of numbers, you put three million people in front of the parliament building where they have all of those government people and all those ministers and bureaucrats and everything else, you put them in there and they can't leave. How fast do you think things are going to change? They won't. You think they're that committed that they will actually stay in those buildings and they will not come out? I think the people behind those people are that committed. Oh, I agree. I I agree. The ones that are actually the ones that own them lock stock and two smoking barrels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. But I'm not saying at the end of this, the governments are meant to be thrown overboard in in all this anyway. We need to get to the institutions and the people behind the governments. That's the actual problem. You've got to get to those people. Even if you get into like Bill Gates and that kind of stuff. But you have to know the agenda. I understand. But you have to know the agenda. Yeah. What is the agenda? Well. World peace? That's terrible. (laughs) world, World peace? World peace. They, they've been talking about world peace for decades, my friend. They're not going to get world <laughs> peace. They're not going to get world peace. They'll sell you world peace. You know, like Klaus Schwab up there saying, oh, we're going to create a more fair world, a more inclusive world. How's that working out for you thus far? How fair is this? How inclusive is this? See, they have to create the unfairness. They have to create the uninclusiveness in order for you to demand a fair and inclusive system. There is no fairness in life in general. If everyone has equal things... Eventually, if if you've read 1984, you'll understand because people are in, born smarter than others. Period. Period. No, we're all equal. How how do you call that? How do how do you make that equal? I'm just trying well, to wind you up, GP. <laughs> I know I know you're right. I know. It's, but actually, that's, that's, I, I know how you make them equal. You get everybody simple. smoking pot. What? No, it's it's very simple. Genetic augmentation. Yes. You that, make that everybody equally as stupid. Equally stupid, because you just make everybody equal consumer. That's the goal. Making everyone an equal consumer is more important than making everybody equal. Well, that's back to the original point. We don't have citizens. We have consumers. Yes, we do. And we are. All right. But what do we do with that knowledge? Hold on. I, I, my order just came from Amazon. Give me a second. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's how we are. That's what we're about. 
He's actually not kidding. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> no, I didn't get anything from Amazon today. No, won't be there until tomorrow. You know, that man has served more people than anyone else in the world. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Because he's done a favor for everyone. Everyone, you know, it's like, I want like to go get a shirt, but I do not want to leave the convenience of my own home and dwell in my cave. I actually like he going to a store. He provided a service. I like going to a store. I, if I'm going to buy a piece of clothing, I like going to a store. You know how many things I've ordered and it just doesn't fit right and I have to send it back and then I have to wait. That's right. why you don't order on Wish.com. There is that little bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I, I ordered that 10 million milliamp hour battery yes. bank. Yeah, it didn't last that long. It died in about uh, yeah. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Yours showed up. Well, <laughs> yeah, mine showed up after six months. Yeah. And it had this little jingle when I took it out of the package. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I have one video. I have one video. Are we going to we... Texas? And we talk. Are, are we talking we are. about the, the COVID study they just did in Texas with the CDC and the prison systems of Texas, where they found that all the inmates got Delta, where 70 percent of the people were vaccinated? What? Wait, what? Is that where you're going to go with that? No, actually, that? I was. No, I wasn't going to do that. I was going to go with uh, uh, with Joe Biden here getting his booster shot uh, at the White House today. Oh, not his okay. booster seat, GP, his booster shot. Here he is. We can do this. Get vaccinated. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to get my booster shot and uh, right here. And the major is going to give me the shot. <laughs> Now, there's no way this could be saline solution or a spring-loaded needle or, or anything. There's no way. I can tell by his face. I've given thousands in my career. He forgot his mask. Right. It protects the forked tongue that they expose no, I haven't any side effects the first or second shot. Thank goodness. See, he didn't have any side It's hard to get side effects from saline water. Is that in the actual room? That looks like a movie set. Well, you notice how the tree leaves are totally moving and flying. Yeah, and that's an actual, like, picture behind him. Yeah, I know. No, it's for his protection. It's for sniper thing if, if you're firing with the hole. Uh-huh. We are helping. We're doing more than every other nation in the world combined. We're going to have well over a billion, 100 million shots, and we're going to continue going. We're going to do Hundred billion. We've also given a great deal of funding to Covax, which is a vehicle that does this. So we have plenty, plenty of opportunity to make sure we get everyone. Okay, that was fake. To play our part, the largest part of the world, getting everyone vaccinated. That was fake. He didn't even have like a. Hold on. I think he was talking. Hold on. Well, I think. Look. I think we get the vast majority, like just going on in some of the some industries and some schools, picks up to 97, 98 percent. 97. I think we go awful close. And, uh, 97. You know, I'm not the scientist. Uh, uh, I think yeah, he's not the scientist. Yeah. He says that um, if we get 97 to 98 percent of people vaccinated, then we can we can put this behind us and get back to normal. Well, the vaccine that he just received. There's one of the great things about when you're giving shots, you, you have to be that, extraordinarily careful of. You said that that was fake. Very, yeah, it was said, absolutely fake. Okay, explain, fake. explain. 
please. Okay, when you're giving someone, okay, <laughs> the needle. When you're giving somebody a shot, one of the things you're worried about, especially in the elderly, is actually accidentally going into a vein or artery. Okay. It happens. When you've given thousands and thousands, I'll tell you, it happens. You have to do what's called an aspiration. What you do is you stick them with a needle, you pull back a little bit on the syringe, you right. on the plunger. See if you get blood. To see, to make sure no blood. You don't yeah. want blood. If right. you get blood, it's a bad thing. Right, right. And then you administer your vaccine. She just jab, point, stuck, squish, go. If that was his vein or an artery, she would have just killed him. The president oh, oh. of the United States, the most protected human being in our country, just received a jab that could have ended his life. Even if it was saline water. Even if it was saline, especially if it was, well, nah, if it's saline water, he'd been fine. If it was a, like a 0.09% or something, you know, saline, but whatever. Even what, you're is, half dextrose, what you're saying is, if it was an actual, too. yeah, what you're saying is if it was an actual vaccine in that syringe. It could have killed him. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Bruce, you were going to say something there? Yeah, I was just going to point out that when he was talking um, that I, I don't know, maybe 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 this isn't a thing, but usually in interacting with people, if there's a slight amount of pain that happens while they're talking, there's a slight pause or a slight change in tone or something. There wasn't he didn't even, he didn't skip a beat in that. And I find that to be a load of BS when you've been a politician for 40, 50 years, you've had no real hardship. Uh, as work or any of those kind of things you've you've just been suckling off the teat of the government um i i find it difficult to believe that he has a high tolerance of pain that he can just suck it up like that you know well i used to always make the joke before i would uh work before we give immunizations out i would always say you know one of the things i have from all of you all of your undivided attention. <laughs> I'm the guy with a needle. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And I'll tell you what, I got to have them doing the Macarena <laughs> before any of my guys were to, you know, before I would get their injection. So no, one of the things you do have to do even is ensure. And, and this is a intermuscular injection. This isn't a subdermal. I mean, if it was a subdermal and maybe they use a short needle, but we don't know what his skin thickness is. I mean, in the elderly, you've got so many things that can go wrong. You can you can hit a bone, and that is that is the loudest sound you can feel through your fingers when you hit somebody's bone with a needle. It is so loud. Man, that's that's giving they don't me notice. Just thinking about that, you, you know do. I, I, you, oh, they don't. Yeah. They don't notice. They don't notice. But oh. you do. You feel it through. You can hear it through your hands. It's it's. Oh, you're, you're doing a yeah. I have a bit of a phobia with needles, and you're doing a great job. With that, with that <laughs> yeah, I was right say here. Yeah. I do appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't see it, but I am squirming <laughs> right now. Yeah, he is. Don't worry though. When I do it, I never feel a thing. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Um, it doesn't hurt me a bit. All it right. Won't bother me a bit. Uh, one last clip and then we can move on to the border. Uh, we are going to run over today, but that's okay because we have a very special guest GP joining us. Uh, so it, mm -hmm. we could, we yeah. could give the special we, define yeah, special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very special. Yeah. Very special. Yeah. This yeah. is the CEO of Pfizer on ABC. Pfizer. Finally, uh, awesome. Moderna's CEO said this week that the pandemic is on course to be over in about a year. Do you agree with that? 
I agree that within a year, I think we will be able to come back to normal life. I don't think that mm -hmm. this means that uh, variants will not be continue coming, and mm -hmm. I don't think that this means that uh, we should be able to to live our lives without having immune, without having vaccinations, basically. Yeah, got to have a vaccine. But, um, that's, again, yeah. remains to, to be seen. The most likely scenario for me, it is that because the virus is spread all over the world, that we will continue seeing uh, new variants that are coming out, and also mm -hmm. we will have uh, vaccines that uh, they will last at least a year. And um, I think the most likely scenario is annual revaccinations. But we don't know, really. We need to wait and see the data. Yeah, see, we, we don't know. We don't know. But you're going to have vaccines that are going to last you at least a year, uh, and you're going to need those every year. Against a variant that's already dying out. Alpha. Alpha's already well, dying no, out. He, he, no, he said that the, the variants will continue. You, you heard him very clearly. Right. That's the problem. Have, that, that is the problem. Delta, oh, for each one of those variants. Yeah, that's what the like, We're going to have one for Mu. We're yeah. going to have one for Mu. Yeah. We're going to have yeah, one for what, Epsilon. Yeah, that's what the okay. boosters and top-ups are right. for. Yeah, yeah, and that'll go into your vaccine. Because that's not what they are for now. That's not what they're for now. What are they for now? Just Alpha. Just Alpha? That's it. Well, everyone's... Again, everyone's I, I was just telling you that Delta, they just... The prison system and the CDC worked together on this one. This was great. In a undisclosed location prison in Texas that can be looked up online, um, they had a Delta outbreak and... <laughs> I know I, I'm trying to be serious, but they did find that the vaccinated, it was only 30% effective mm -hmm. on Delta. But they also don't know if that was a real 30% because most of those people said that they already had the virus prior. So in your of opinion, the 30% of the people that didn't get it, that didn't get the Delta, didn't get Delta because the unvaccinated, 93% of them did get Delta. That is just it. They they were unvaccinated and had never gotten COVID before. Ninety three percent of them did get Delta. Okay, so now why, why is why are the why are they running around like Fauci and company? Why are they running around on TV for the last like month and a half, two months, saying or are they just peddling vaccines or or what? Why are they running around saying if you've been double vaxxed, you can still get you can still spread Delta? Go get a booster, and so people are going out and getting a booster. But you're saying it's not thirty percent is better than zero. 30% but, is better than zero. But the Israeli, yeah, but the Israeli studies, there's a new study that was out in Isra in Israel last week showing that the booster is only effective for 12 days. 12 to 14, yeah. 12 days. I think it was 12 days. I, was, I can't remember. I was reading it. Yes, it is for maximum immunity. But it, it, all, all of these gradually, you know, decrease in effectiveness. And that's probably what the 12 days means. And just to pay, it's, it's word twisting. So you have to be careful with all that we read. Because 79%, you know, when they say 100% of people got this and it's just one person. Yeah, it kind of screws you know, with the data a little bit. Yeah, it screws with the kind, data. Kind of screws with the data. Okay, let's let's get off this COVID stuff. Let's go up to uh, let's go up to the border. Yes, more Texas stuff. Yay. Yeah, let's 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 talk about the uh, the border here. Hold on, just a second. I had is this? Yeah. Uh, okay, so first of all, do you want to start with the uh, do you want to start with the 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 false claims against the border patrol? You were talking to me on the phone earlier tonight about it. Do you want to talk about the uh, the whipping that was not whipping that they're saying that was whipping that actually wasn't whipping? Chimichanga. <laughs> I I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> well, I, that's what it was. That that's what it was. All right, I tell you what, Bruce. How yeah. about you? How about you tee it up? Go ahead. You you start yeah. up because I okay, got I so, got to I got to get this clip of uh, my orcas up. So go ahead. So the the accusation is uh, there was photographs showing that the border patrol agents were on horseback using the reins to smack 
the illegals as they come across. You know, they were, they were whipping them. Uh, the problem is uh, the person that took the photographs have come out and said um, in an interview, uh, they were not whipping anyone with the reins. They were twirling them. Well, when you go into the tweets of the Border Patrol, they have said the twirling is a mechanism they use to keep people from getting too close to the horse. They twirl the reins to keep them back, uh, it, to keep from scaring the horses. Because if you scare a horse, it's going to throw the rider or trample someone or, you know, you lose control. It, it, it can be very bad. So they twirl the reins to, to keep the people back. But they were whipping them. But the video shows they have... Which there was I no have, whipping. Which I have right you here. You have the video? I have right here. Yeah, because the picture shows that they've been using shows like they're whipping somebody. Now they got a whole video of the whole situation. There was no whipping at all. No. And that was no. just see, you the see him reins twirling the reins going up you in the air. Him, you see him twirling the yeah. reins right there. So you can see them. I, obviously, I know the uh, the listener can't, can't see the video that we're watching here, but you can see the Haitians trying to get across uh, the Rio Grande. The Border Patrol are stopping them, and they've got clearly the hands on their reins of their horses, and they're whipping the, the reins around. So right there. That's one of the pictures they were using. Yeah. That shows that I'll see they're whipping. And clearly, and, he, clearly and he's not. He's not. And as he, he takes off, he goes after him. And attempts him to uh, and attempts to stop him from coming across the border. Oh no! There's another video. See that video right there? That picture right there? They actually have a video of that picture you're showing me right there. There's yeah, actually this a video is what's being shown. Yeah, this is what's being shown. Is this right here? I see. There's another one too. That other one you had posted. Yeah. But the the thing is, is the photographer has come out and said there was no whipping at all. They're they're misusing my photographs, my video. The 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 guy that took the pictures of this, he's gone out and done an interview of this now. And he said there was no whipping at all. But I mean, clearly, uh, tinfoil hat on. Clearly, this guy was paid by the government uh, to say that to to stir up more trouble, you know. So that we had that dissenting. That doesn't matter. Any government, government. I've to got... me, when you say the word government, it means every single government yes. official in the world. Yeah, uh, I've got Maxine Waters, Democrat from GP's old stomping grounds of California, held oh, a rally gosh, up. I can't stand her. Yeah. <laughs> Held a rally up on the hill as GP walks away. <laughs> He's not going to sit here and watch it. She held a rally up on the hill. This is what she had to say. To be able to petition to get into the country. What the hell are we doing here? What we witnessed takes we us doing? back hundreds of years. What uh-huh. we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Cowboys with their reins again, whipping black people. Patients into the water where they're scrambling and falling down and all they're trying to do is escape from violence in their country. Yes? Now, see, we've gone back hundreds of years and the Border Patrol, clearly, as uh, as the Congresswoman said there, uh, the Border Patrol are using the reins of their horses, whipping uh, the young black men uh, trying to get across while they're down in the water, uh, scrambling. So where was she when all the Cubans were trying to come over and they still are trying to come over and still they're all to. being denied? Yep. And they're being that denied. Is true. That is true. That is true. That is a good question. Where is she? Where are any of them? That yeah. is a good question. Well, it's actually simple because they won't be part of their voting block. Right, right. Right. Because they're coming from a collapsed communist country. Yes. They will not vote anything for communism. Right. In fact, one of the largest groups against the uh, uh, the Democrat Party in Miami is the Cuban coalition against the Democrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Which is kind of funny if you think about it. Yeah. 
All right. Um, I also have uh, audio here of uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who is on Chris Wallace on Fox News. Why did you allow them in the country in the first place? Why didn't you build, forgive me, a wall or a fence to stop them from walking in this flood of people coming across the dam? It looks like a highway that allows them to cross the Rio Grande. It is this pol the policy of this administration. Uh, we do not agree with the building of the wall. The law mm -hmm. provides that individuals can make a claim for humanitarian relief. That is actually one of our proudest traditions. Yeah, see, see, that is one of our proudest traditions to allow people to illegally cross the border uh, into America. It's one of our, our proudest traditions to be to be able to uh, to do that. Well, there's also a vetting process since forever, but... Uh-huh. You know, we actually made it easy. America was one of those countries where we made it simple. It is more difficult in a lot of cases to immigrate to other countries and gain citizenship than it is to do it in the United States. But the problem is, is that we've made it so complex that now... We don't want to put people through a process of integration so they have a sense of understanding of the place that they're coming to. A lot of the people that they're bringing in, and I'm not knocking the people. I mean, it's terrible conditions for where they come from. I'm not, I'm not knocking that. You come from places like uh, Nicaragua, El Salvador, places like this. I understand. I understand. But you're coming from places in Central and South America and parts of Africa and the Middle East. You're coming from parts of the world where... They don't understand that they have rights and they're bringing them to a place where they actually do, but they're not integrating them so that they understand that they have all of these things or they can acquire all of these things by becoming a naturalized citizen by adopting our ways and following our laws. But that's not paid attention to. That part is ignored. They want an open floodgate rather than a process of legal immigration, which I'm all for, and natural integration, which I'm all for. The policy of the previous uh, administration was uh, when, when you want to come in and, and you're seeking asylum, you're, you had to do it out of the country. You had to do it either from your country of origin or escape to another country uh, and use the embassy there to file for that. And then you would be vetted. And if you were cleared, you were allowed to come into the country with the proper paperwork. Which now, makes perfect sense. That makes that makes perfect sense. Now the administration is saying, well, don't come here, but then has the border wide open. In fact, these um, Border Patrol agents that were accused of whipping um, they're now having an investigation done on them. The head of, of uh, DHS has said, um, uh, basically thrown them under the bus. So, Well, let's go with a, uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> against the grain here. Our government, since its inception, has used immigrants to conquer and dominate a land or an area in order to gain more power. Since this government's inception has wanted immigrants in order to increase its power. And whether it was the inception from, you know, a beginning of our country to the Democrats against the Republicans today, it's still the same thing. We haven't changed. We're still using immigrants to increase power instead of making the world a better place by going to these countries and making them better. So they would want to stay and keeping the people there that can make a change. We bring them over here. The scientists, their doctors, their lawyers, their everything that can make their own country better. We take them away. Yeah, that's one of the arguments. And that, that's sad. That have, it, it is. That's one of the arguments that I and not. Well, not just me, but a lot of other even a lot of the mainliners are saying with the collapse of Afghanistan, we haven't had you on since that time. God, I hate to think what mm -hmm. your thoughts were on that. But um, 
the debacle of Afghanistan, right. all the people that were that were coming out of uh, Afghanistan and all the flights, it's like, wait a minute, we're bringing them all to the United States. We're taking them to our bases in Germany and and we're shipping them on to the United States. It's like, wait a minute, we're spreading them out all over the all over the place. They need to be staying in region. We've got bases in Oman. We've got bases in uh, in Saudi. We've got bases in Iraq. Why are we? We've got bases in Pakistan. Why are we bringing them? to the United States, they need to be staying in region because when that country finally gets stabilized and those 12th century cutthroats are put back in their place, the people that came out of that country, they're going to have to go back. They're going to have to rebuild it. You obviously haven't read a lot of uh, Central and African history, have you, over the last 70 years? Afghanistan is going to be this way for a very long time. Yes, it's going to be multi-generational before there's even a change. I understand. These guys have taken power. They have power. They're able to mine lithium at cheaper rates for us to have our cell phones, for us to have our TVs. You mean the Chinese Chinese are able to mine lithium at cheaper rates? Um, I haven't seen Chinese people over there, but I know that I've seen their dollars. You you haven't seen their RMB. You haven't seen China in there making deals with the Taliban to... Mind the oh, absolutely. Rebuild the country. Who else? Who else isn't also doing it too? Russia. Everyone's doing it. Except for us. How do you know? Because well, the why, news told you? Uh, no, actually. Because corporations that make no. trillions of dollars no, over years there, are going there, to do that. Stop. No, we've stop. been in there. We've been in there for 20 years. No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. The Chinese are doing it because all of our corporations have their investments in China. That's why we're not doing it. We're not paying people to yeah, do it okay. because our labor costs are too high. The Chinese have slave yes, labor costs. That's why we're not doing it. No, no, that, the, the Taliban are actually using their own people to do it. So, I mean, there's a whole situation there where we're exploiting other countries' resources. And other countries are exploiting their resources, too. And everybody's out there to make a buck. I don't know. This is my argument against electric cars, because... I, I don't like gas cars either, because you know what? I'll tell I don't you either. what. I, I, I swim in the Gulf, and I don't really appreciate the billions of gallons of barrels of oil that have been spilt in there, Okay. I, I I'm not going to I'm not going to argue with you on that. I'm not going to argue with you on that. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of petrochemicals. I think we should move away from them. But uh, as far as switching to something that's going to be as toxic to the environment as uh, all the rest of this stuff, we need to be innovating. We don't need to be going backwards. The idea of electric cars is old. They've just dressed it up and they brought it up to the modern age because we mine nickel and lithium and we compile these batteries that we can't do anything with after they're already dead. They create more of an environmental problem, and it's very dirty, it's very disgusting, and it's environmentally harmful to mine, refine, produce, and then sell to market these batteries. For example, the Toyota Prius. I always argue the Toyota Prius was probably the most unenvironmentally friendly car that's ever been produced. It costs, what, two, three times as much to actually make the car as what they sell it for, and it circumnavigates the globe at least twice before it actually gets to the consumer? How is that environmentally friendly? Oh, I'm driving a Prius. I'm getting 60 miles to the gallon. I'm saving the planet. You dumbass, you created more emissions and pollution actually buying that thing and having it manufactured than what you claim to be saving. My argument's the same with all the rest of the stuff that they're going to now come up with. All these cars are going to be produced in China that you're not going to be allowed to own or even drive, for that matter, because you're not going to have a vaccine passport. And you're going to innovate something better. Public transportation. Phenomenal You're running into the same problem. Yeah, I agree, but you're running into the same problem because these crackpots think that you need to run everything on wind and solar. No, you can run it on nuclear. It's thorium. I mean, yeah, but yeah, but they're against that. Big thorium fans. 
Yeah, but they're against that. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with Thorium. They're against that. I'm for the hydrogen car. You can I'm make you can make a electric electric railways. You can. There's so many things we can do transportation wise on public transportation and not. Pri- I mean, having some privatized transportation, of course, because then that they can control how people or whatever governments can control where you move, whatever it is. But in your realities, in all of your realities, what's being limited anyway? How many people? travel across the countries and travel the world in comparison to people that don't ever leave their towns or villages or states. Fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point. And it'll be it'll be even more restrictive with uh, with all this stuff. Uh, this is breaking. Got to play this. This is the New York governor on what they're going to do as of tonight, because as of tonight, the vaccine mandate goes into place for nurses and hospital workers. They will be fired as of tonight, if they are unvaccinated. This is her press conference. Take a listen. And we'll be nation leading with our mandate, which strikes at midnight tonight when everyone is expected in a hospital in the state of New York or a healthcare facility to have been vaccinated. I will be signing an executive order to give me the emergency powers necessary to address the shortages where they occur. That's going to allow me to deploy the National Guard who are medically trained deploy people uh, who've been retired, who may have had a license lapse, bring in people from elsewhere. That is not my first position though, my friends. My, my, my desire is to have the people who've been out there continue to work in their jobs, work in them safely, and to all the other healthcare workers who are vaccinated, they also deserve to know that the people they're working with will not get them sick. So if you are a National Guard member, meaning the military, they will now be taking the jobs in the hospitals mm-hmm. for the fired doctors and nurses. I feel really bad for those patients. I I will tell you from personal experience working military hospitals, they have no idea what's coming for them <laughs> because military personnel don't follow the same rules as civilian personnel. No, they don't. Uh, and First I'm person interested. that gives them grief... It's not going to be pretty. Yes, it's not going to be. It's not going to be pretty. I'm interested to get Bruce's comment on that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's <sighs> you talk about a government overreach. That that is so draconian. So when was the last time that we had a? I know this is a governor. Um, and technically, here here's the thing. When it comes to the state level, technically speaking, the state does have. I mean, the Constitution does say that all the all the powers not given to the federal government are given to the state. So technically, the state does have the power and authority to mandate something like this. It's on the people of that state to resist that and to fight it and uh, present solid arguments if you're going to go to the Supreme Court or whatever to to uh, fight that. Um, one of the arguments I've heard is uh, we need a, a presidential mandate. Do you know there's not ever been in history a presidential mandate for a vaccine? Nor should there be one. Just saying. Yeah, this, this is the first time. This is the first one. Um, the argument was, uh, the, the, the arguments I've heard is a small, a smallpox one that was done before Washington was a president. So anyway, we didn't mandate polio. Uh, we didn't mandate the flu shot. We didn't mandate the swine flu. So we, we didn't mandate any of this stuff. No, no, none of this is, is necessary. One of the things that you need to be concerned about as, as the person that's, that's out there. And of course I, I'm almost positive that uh, most of our listeners probably understand this by now. You need to be asking yourself, why? Why do they want you to take that so bad? Is it really for your health? To protect against COVID A. <laughs> COVID A. Why? Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's become more than that now. It's become more than that. It's a it's a cult now. That's what it's become. On both sides. 
I agree. Yeah. I agree. One of my biggest gripes, and you could you could say that this is down the same road of hysteria. One of my biggest gripes, and maybe you agree with this, GP, maybe you don't. I, I don't know. But one of my biggest mm -hmm. gripes about the lack of action in America mm -hmm. by the American people, the lack of inaction we have are I blame it on two things. I blame it on one, this ridiculous uh, Q garbage, whatever in the hell this is, this trust the plan nonsense. Right. Whatever in the world that was, I blame that because that that just causes a bunch of people to say, uh, trust the plan. Imagine trusting a plan you don't even know. OK, think about that for just a second. Imagine trusting a plan mm -hmm. you don't even know. OK, that's the first thing. The second thing, this infatuation that Donald Trump is somehow going to be your savior. How on earth does that even make sense to anybody? Let me explain something. I'm going to give you two inconvenient truths about Donald Trump right now. And I know that some people aren't going to like what I'm about to say. I'm going to give you two inconvenient truths about Donald Trump. Number one, we have this vaccine and we have this vaccine mandate and we have vaccine passports because of Donald Trump. OK, Operation Warp Speed. We have that because of Donald Trump. Does anybody remember when Donald Trump, when he originally said when he was still president, does anybody remember him saying that he would use the military to roll that out? Does anybody remember him saying that? Because I do. OK, that's the first thing. The second inconvenient truth about Donald Trump. We have people that are being held without due process in Washington, D.C., in jail unjustly because of January 6th. Who called that January 6th rally? That was Donald Trump. Now, I don't care if the person that is sitting in jail is guilty of an insurrection, overthrowing the country, whatever. I don't care what their political ideology is. I don't care if they are a flat-out communist revolutionary. I don't First care off, if... Hold on. Hold on. I don't care if they are a neo-Nazi. I don't care. They still deserve a right to due process. Any way you slice it, they are not getting due process. They are political prisoners. They are held unjustly without charge. And that's not right. That's not right. I'm sorry, GP. I didn't mean I had to, I had to say that. No, no, no. I, I That's great. Actually, you finished that without charge. Um, they're, they all committed misdemeanors, by the way. No felonies. Misdemeanors. It's a misdemeanor. Yeah. Uh, to cross the uh, line. The, the maximum sentence, by the way, is six months. Every single one of them should uh, get time served already. And it, it, it's done. It, 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 it's been nine months now. Mm hmm. It's a misdemeanor. And that's what's a killer. Do you know what the biggest push is that why we shouldn't do anything about people crossing the border illegally? It's a misdemeanor. You know, that actually, uh, going back to the border, Saki made um, a, a very frustrating, infuriating argument about uh, the, the illegals coming across the border. Uh, basically, basically, the argument was people are coming across the border illegally, blah, blah, blah. What are we doing to try to curb that? And mm -hmm. it, it was also pointed out that some of the some of the women coming across the border are pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, the argument that Saki proposes or or offers is you're scared of a few women coming across the border that are pregnant. I, I don't I don't care who it is. You're coming across the border illegally. That's your first action in this country. It's an illegal action. Now, we all know that when you come across the border illegally and they're pregnant, and then they have their kid in this country, what happens? They're citizens. Anchor baby. Then you get the rest of the family over. No, they're citizens. Period. It's the law. That's a misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment. If you're born in this country, you're a citizen. It's not the child's fault. The so child we should... has got afforded all the law, the benefits this country has to offer, because we all 
agreed on that. So we should have, again, it's a misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment. So we should have chain migration after that? I'm just saying that's the law. <laughs> and I'm just saying it's I don't a think we should have. I think everyone Amendment. should obey the law. I did not say there shouldn't be a penalty applied to the mother who crossed illegally as a criminal. Now, I did not say that that person should not be punished. But the child is an American citizen. I actually I actually think again I I think it, it just my we can respectfully disagree on that uh-huh. because the law is still open to interpretation <laughs> if I'm not mistaken again I think it's a misinterpretation of the uh, the fourth the fourteenth amendment but um, mm-hmm. I personally believe that let me let me put it this way when we have a child born in another country okay of an mm-hmm. American of of an American citizen and um, a, a foreign national, for example. Okay, just just as an example, mm-hmm. that child is typically granted dual citizenship until the time they are twenty one years of age. At which point they have to choose which one they want to keep. Typically, in in Commonwealth countries, but not yeah, not, it, not yeah typically. You can um, have fifty different countries of origin here. Uh, yeah, uh, but the the fact is is that I think at the very least where we are right now, at least in our history. We need to mm. not only have a moratorium on immigration for the foreseeable future, uh, and that goes mm. for all Western nations. I'm not talking about just the United States. Again, I'm not anti-immigration. I'm a product of immigration. I'm not against immigration. So I want to be very clear on that. But for the foreseeable future, we need to have a moratorium on immigration until we can figure out how we're going to salvage uh, and and somewhat uh, rebuild. Because we're going to have to hear me on this one. On the other side of this, we're going to have to how do I put this? What's the term that they use in the army when you're going to when you're going to take care of something? You're going to field dress that baby down. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're going to yeah. take care of that. Yeah. We need to fillet this entire government infrastructure. The Department of Justice, DHS, State Department, all the rest, the executive, judicial, legislative, all this stuff. All it's got it's it's all got to come out and be rebuilt. All of it. No. No. That's not the problem. The people have to be replaced. The laws are, are correct. The laws are just. The laws and the regulations that we have are just and correct. The problem is the people that translate and manipulate them for correct. their own agendas. Correct. I'm that not going to argue n- that. that is our problem. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that because that, there's, there's your issue right there is lawyers, right? That's what we have up on the hill. We've got a bunch of lawyers. That's our problem mm-hmm. is that they're twisting and, and manipulating these things. As I said, it's a misinterpretation of the 14th amendment but again that's just my that's my stance on it that's all mm-hmm. i mean uh, both of your arguments i think are sound unfortunately as much as i want to side with johnny <laughs> gp's right at the same time because the way it's worded all persons born or naturalized there's a conjunction meaning they're two different these are two different things meaning if you're born here or you're naturalized here they, they separate the two so i mean you can make the argument that gp is making that's accurate Though Johnny's argument at the same time, you could say that, well, it's referencing naturalized, which is a, a, implying immigration. You're going through a legal process. So if the person's born here, you're assuming that the parents were naturalized or they were born here as well. So it, it's kind of a, I mean. You could almost, you could almost you, equate that to like the commerce clause. We take the commerce clause as uh, free movement in between states. So you could, it's almost like you could make the same argument. So you could say, okay, well, uh, we're going to shut down interstate travel. You can't do that because that violates the the commerce clause. Yeah. You can't do it. It violates commerce clause. Yeah, it, it, you're not it, the commerce clause. Basically, is ensuring that you you can't bar one state from doing business with another state 
if you're going across the state for any reason, doesn't matter, more than likely you're going to require, unless you're going through like Rhode Island or something like that, you're going to have to re require purchasing a product in that state while you're traveling through there. So it, it stands to reason that whatever the trip is. But a state um, can regulate its laws. This is one of the, the bad parts about following the law strictly is a state could regulate the laws to say everybody that comes in my state must be vaccinated. Except there that would violate the commerce clause. In How which would it case, violate the they commerce cannot clause? do that because you're you're restricting anyone from doing business that is unvaccinated. You cannot restrict citizens from their civil rights. You cannot restrict them in one state from coming from another state. So if you're for example, if California said you can't do business here unless you're vaccinated. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm coming from another state that is illegal because that violates the constitutional rights of one citizen from one state in another. You can't do that. So is it constitutional? So in other words, saying you're going to do a, a mass vaccination requirement like that, it is unconstitutional just from the com uh, uh, commerce clauses stance. Just from that alone, it's unconstitutional. So they're saying that because the max law, say, in Florida is 90 and in Georgia, it's 70. I should be allowed to drive 90 in Georgia. Mass as in like... Um, the, like the, you're saying, you said that you commerce. You said that you're preventing mm -hmm. me from commerce. Mm -hmm. I drive 90 miles an hour oh, 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 my truck in, in Florida, mm -hmm. but in Georgia, I can only drive you from doing commerce, though. Absolutely, because I have to drive at 90. Yeah, but it, it doesn't restrict you from <laughs> commerce. Like you're still. I, I'm using a bad example. Commerce. And I'm GP, using a bad example. GP no, has no, to he, do commerce because he's a capitalist. So he has I, to, he no, has no, to no, engage he, in he, commerce. I am. I'm a free marketeer who believes in responsible social programs. There's a difference. Your argument is a good one, though. Because that is a that is a minor like I would say it's relatively trivial. But when you're you're traveling in a one ton vehicle at 90 miles an hour versus 80 miles an hour, that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you do actually lose a lot of control between uh, going 70 to 90 or 70 to 80. But anyway, uh, that aside, that is actually a good argument because you're not restricting uh, it, it. You're 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 causing them to drive slower. You're not stopping them from doing commerce, which is where the commerce clause is. You're the, the argument with the vaccine thing is you can't do business. That is completely mm. cutting you off. Can't do that. Now, restrict. OK, you can do it until you're vaccinated. You have one week to get vaccinated. But until it's not, you're vaccinated. But that, yeah, but that's an ultimatum. But it's a it's yeah. an ultimatum. Co coercion is is not consent. I'm sorry. And we're it. We're at coercion now. That's where we are. They can call it whatever oh, the hell they we've, want. We've been coercion for well a very long Yeah, we're well past that. We're, we're well past that. But now, now it's going to be exactly what they're doing in Israel. Take the booster or your vaccine passport becomes expired and you can't use it. You can't go in anywhere. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Um, uh, one of the housemates can hear me doing the arguments and they said that the, the simple solution to all this is make it with one state. Then you can do whatever you want. Get rid of the 50 states, make one state, do whatever you want. That's what they want to do. You don't, that, that's, you don't, that's you don't have to worry do. about the commerce. That'd be just one federal, one federal government. Yeah, just have one federal government and they rule everything. Which is what, no isn't that what socialists and fascists do and communists? Yeah, they vertically integrate and, and they, they centralize everything. Yeah. Yeah. And we're supposed to have a somewhat decentralized. It, it may not be a bad thing. It depends. But we all know politicians suck. You know, I, I like I like dictatorships. I do. I, I'm a fan. It may not be a bad thing. Okay. It may not be a bad it thing. It may not be a bad thing. Okay. But typically, it, typically it's horrendous because it's like in a dictatorship. I was going to say, I wasn't we agreeing We get things with you. done. 
I wasn't yeah. agreeing with you. If you Actually, look at I, I if you will. look at Nazi Germany, and we know who to blame. At, yeah, but if you look the problem, at, we know who to blame. Yeah, you can blame you can blame we the people because we're not doing anything to fight against it. But look at mm-hmm. look at Nazi Germany. Look at Soviet Bad. Russia. Look at Mao Zedong, uh, the Mao, the uh, Cultural Revolution under Mao, and and what it's done. You solidi- you killed eighty million people to solidify the rule of the CCP. That's mm-hmm. sick. And now look at what we're doing. Now look at what we're doing. We're calling it democratic socialism. That's what we're calling. Point though. He they does have a job point. done, though. Yeah, he, d- he does they, have a they point. They got the job done. Yeah. They get the job done. Yeah. So, if there's a natural disaster, guess what? Stuff gets done. So, you don't think, you know, over in Russia, you know, that Putin doesn't get stuff done? Oh, Putin gets stuff done. Otherwise, Putin wouldn't be where he is. I, yeah, I honestly believe, done. and I'm not, I'm not they, a they need, they, need, they, 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 they ran out of food. Guess what? He wouldn't got more food. He did. He Quickly. did. That's, there was no I'm, bureaucracy. There was none of that crap. He just went, we need food. And that was yeah. it. Great. And then I'm going to go get food. And he did. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a great impression of Putin, by the way. But you know what? And I'm not I'm not a cheerleader for Putin, but I, I am going to say this one thing about Me Putin. Me neither. But, but yeah, I, I'm going to say this one thing about he gets Putin. Stuff done. He, he gets stuff done. And he is, in my honest opinion, my, my humble opinion right now, he is one of the, I would say it, he is one, if not the top political strategist and political player in the world. Mm. He's a very, very oh, smart guy. Amazing. He's a very smart guy and he knows exactly how to play his hands and he does fantastic at it. So I, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a cheerleader for Putin, but uh, as far as it goes with uh, with playing the political game, the, the guy is is probably the best in the world at the moment at the moment uh, to the argument about uh, dictatorships being fantastic. Can be uh, not are. <laughs> I know I'm being facetious. Yes, Rome was wonderful, um, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, Nero! The way he <laughs> yeah, burned he was, down Rome yeah. was just awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was just a party. Oh yeah. man, have you seen his was, bath? That was it. Was totally lit. Yeah, totally lit. Have you totally been to lit. his bath? Yeah. It's in the it's in the Vatican. They have it on display there. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Bruce. So to 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 the argument, I agree in the fact that if you could detach greed, if you could detach. Mm the human condition and have a, a a leader that is completely immune to all those things and is only a a generous benefactor then yes a dictatorship would be the better way to go but show me in history where we've had that the majority of the time there's been a few that are borderline dictatorships like monarchies I, I kind of see mm-hmm. them as dictatorships, honestly. They are. There's been a few kings that were actually very benevolent, but the number of kings that were not benevolent at the same time outweighs that one or two. Another difficulty is equality. The problem is, is we've been trained our trained the populace to believe in equality across the board, equal results for equal effort. It's there's not it's it's not. But how is it though? Like how does that play equating. though? Yeah, but how does that play though? You have all of these uh, these riled up uh, university types that are out there that are usually, as much as I hate to say it, usually on the left, out there screaming about equality, 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 blah blah blah. Right? Tax the rich. That's a big one, right? Tax the rich. I'm going to get GP fired up here in a second. GP, how do you explain to these people that are screaming hysterics in the first place? How do you explain to them? Okay, you want to tax the rich, but at the same time. That is something that they themselves want to be. So do you tax the rich and then they can't get there? They're under the assumption that the rich aren't taxed. Okay. Uh, by what metric? I'm not sure where they're even looking at that. Is it just the media espousing in- it? Income tax. Absolutely. No, because you're not rich, tax. you don't know. Well, 
there's the very there's very few rich people in this pla- on the in the planet. Very few. But there's a hell of a lot of poor people. It's easier for them to identify rich people to identify with poor people. They can they can really do see rich and poor. They see both sides. But poor people will never know what rich is ever. For those so they're going to attack the rich. For those that can't see, the, the, the carotid artery is just pulsing on the side of GP's neck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it it infuriates me when people want – it's like people saying, oh, the rocket design was all wrong. How much rocket engineering do you have? Well, none. I Googled it. You Googled rocket engineering? I'm I'm done with you. I'm done with this conversation. You know, these people want to talk about rich and they do not comprehend the taxes that they would consider rich people pay. Well, yeah, because yeah, but the the thing is, is and they also create other people's wealth. You think your job was created by some other guy that was just like, you know, I'm going to just give you all of this because I have nothing else to do. But it's honestly, though, I I think they they look at the corporations, too, right? The corporations, I mean, for example, Google, the last couple of Mm -hmm. years, Google's made billions in profits. I don't don't think they've paid more than 10 cents in taxes. Now, define what? Okay, no, no. (laughs) But it's just the method in which they're doing it. It's the method in which they're doing it. Okay, you can say 10 billion in profits, correct? Okay, you say 10 billion in profits. Where did that money go? Oh, wait, did they open up new offices? Did no, they, they closed them. Hear more people. I know they closed a lot of offices, but no, yeah. they still use that money as to diversify into different projects yeah, sure. that make more people money, that make more people money, that make poor people millionaires. Because without that profit, if you take away the profit from everyone, everyone's equally poor. Everyone, period. Well, except for the uber rich that are paying the politicians, they'll be immune. If we completely, if we completely became a true communist country, Everyone would be equally then, yeah. poor. True communists. Yes. We would yes. all be equally poor. Yes. And yes. Would supposedly we'd be happy. Well, yeah, you want nobody would be jealous be of somebody else's extra jelly that day. <laughs> the, the the thing is, the, the arguments that are being put forth, the information they're getting is coming from like the mainstream media and those uh, those types that are basically saying, well, yeah, the, 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 the rich aren't paying. Uh, they, they pay less in taxes than you. When When you look at it, the percentages are, in fact, higher. And the numbers that they're showing, yeah, they do actually pay less in taxes. But when you go in and look, hang on, let me finish. When you go on and look and you look at what taxes they're referencing, it's strictly yes. income tax. They're not looking at all the dividends or tax. Like they don't look at the other taxes they're paying on investments. Mm-hmm. When you put your investment in and then when you take it out or, or you move it, whatever, you have to pay taxes on everything. So they're getting double taxed on many things. So they end up paying more taxes in the end. Uh, then when you get into corporations, they're paying taxes on the profits they make. Plus the, 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 the people that are work that they employ, they get taxed. So in essence, you're double taxing that uh, income right there in a sense, because the money's already been taxed and it's going to an individual that's then taxed again. And then if they mm-hmm. do any investments, it's going to get taxed again. So the, the argument is, it's it's like it's the, if, okay. Do you think, does people think I, I always tell people, I go, what do you think is rich? And they say, if you're making like 250000 a year, okay? If you make more than me. Okay, yeah, basically is what yeah, a lot of people, that, yeah. But a lot of people say about 250000 a year. Okay, take a look at what what percentage, if you're making 250000 a year, what percentage you pay of your income tax? What? How much percent? 30, 36%. I was, was yeah, going to say, what state like are you in? Yeah. No, 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 I'm not well, even adding federal. the state tax in. I'm just talking federal. 36%. Yeah, about that. Do you know how much you pay when you when you make 30 when you make 20,000? 
or was it what's what's the thing it's zero it's it's yeah, like zero percent is cut off yeah yeah something like that zero percent so who pay more taxes the rich or the poor yeah but you're you're making a valid argument i've been at the low end of the uh, uh the income range because i mean everybody starts somewhere right i mean that's that, that's where well, i was but i mean i did just you didn't start, start with four million dollars <laughs> with from a no. loan from no. your great uncle no who happened to be no. a pharmacist no and i didn't and no. really connected with the biden's what? Wait, what? No. What are we no, talking about? No, I, I can't say that I did. Oh. Uh, and okay. I didn't, Nothing. and I'm not some trust fund kid either. So uh-huh. um, everybody has to start. I mean, hell, I started, you know what my first job was? I was delivering papers, right? I was delivering newspapers as a kid, you know, riding around on my bicycle after school, delivering papers. That was my first job. <coughs> Drug dealer. My first, what? My, my first actual <laughs> job. My first actual job. That was my first job. I got paid. Are you ready for this? I got paid six cents. For every paper I delivered, six cents. That's what I got paid. So everybody has to start somewhere. And of course, you know, as you go up and, you know, you get, mm-hmm. obviously you don't do that now, but, or I don't do that now. But as you move up through these different jobs in your lives, obviously you're going to be making more money. And you know something? The more, it's that old saying, the more you make, the more they take. It's always been yeah. that way. It has always been that way. I don't care what some uh, face snapping idiot, which is a, a mask, uh, idiot mm-hmm. in a college somewhere has to say about tax the rich, tax the rich. Son, go out and get a job and then make that kind of money and then watch how much taxes you have. Watch how much in taxes you actually have to pay. Watch watch for that. But they're not going to do actually, that. Actually, uh, I've seen some fairly viral videos of, of uh, kids. They got their first job and, and they're, they're, complaining. they're just bawling mad because they have to pay taxes on their income. And they thought they got their whatever, five, ten dollars, yeah. whatever it is. And then you have to pay. It's more than that, obviously. Uh-huh. But the parents are teaching them a lesson that you, you pay taxes on yeah. all the income and you, know, you make. Yeah. And you know what else they have to do? This this pesky little thing. Do you know when they take out the, uh, the the college tuition money, when they take that out of the bank to go to college to be educated on how to be stupid, when they actually go and do that? Do you know they actually have to pay that money back? They didn't know that until after yeah. they get out. Yeah. Loan means so- okay. Loan is a different word. It's been translated improperly over the generation. <laughs> He's going to educate us on loans and banking now. Well, because they learned from our banking system where loan forgiveness happened because the federal government just bailed them out. Right. So they right. felt entitled, and I don't blame them to feel entitled that they deserve a bailout. Because if the banks did and corporations did, various corporate, very large corporations did. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to blame all example. corporations. Yeah. yeah. Um, wouldn't you feel entitled as a people? I don't blame them. I don't. I don't. Yeah, but see, there's a big difference here. These corporations and these banking establishments, they make a mistake. Well, that's okay. They'll just get the American taxpayer to bail them out, which is what the person on yes. the street doesn't understand. The college student that's in the in the dorm, they don't understand that they're the ones that have been pledged to take up that slack that they screwed up, that they should go bankrupt for, that they shouldn't be there for, that is now being saddled on that person. But see, no, if you or I or anybody else, and we're just low people on the totem pole here, if if you or I or anybody else, if we were to behave the way that the government behaves or the way that these financial institutions behave, we would be thrown in jail, called a terrorist, the key would be thrown off of the Brooklyn Bridge in New York, and we'd never be heard from again. It's not who you know. It's not what you know. It's what you know about who you know that keeps you out of prison. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken by our own GP. All right, that's going to do it for today. So we are going to have to jump out of here. GP, thanks for coming back. It's been a comedy show. And boy, we really ran over today. But uh, that's OK. We don't get you on that often. It was nice to have you back. Appreciate it.
Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Oh, for th- live and kicking. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that you made it to. I'm glad you made it to your your new humble abode there. Uh, I'm glad you yes, settled in, and uh, and oh. I'm glad that uh, glad you're relaxing and having a good time, and uh, and hopefully you'll be uh, coming back on more often. So it'd be good to have you back and take part in these uh, these discussions. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day. We also put out an exclusive podcast once a week just for our Telegram subscribers, but it does go out two days later uh, for the normal platforms. So the only benefit that you get uh, being subscribed to us on Telegram, apart from our newsfeed, is you get the early access to a podcast you would normally get on Monday. This week on our exclusive, we will be having Ned back on. I don't know what he's going to talk about. He called me this morning and he said that he's going to come on. Um, he's going to come on for the exclusive this week. Of course, you'll hear it again on Monday, but I have no idea what it's going to be on. I told him to just sit down and surprise us. So that could go on for uh, for quite some time. Uh, and I, I know a lot of people uh, really appreciated the fact that the last time he was on a couple of weeks ago. So he's going to come back on. So he'll be on this week. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thanks for stopping in, GP. Everyone have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow.